This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Williamson and uh, Matt. Before we start today, I, I did want to uh, say that uh, express our condolences to the uh, to the Steelers uh, and particularly the Rooney family over the death sure. of uh, Patricia Rooney. Uh, died over the weekend. The uh, the matriarch of the of the Rooney family and uh, used to see her around the facility quite a bit. Um, hmm. You know, and and uh, just a uh, uh, very classy lady. Very uh, she will be missed uh, by the family and, and uh, by. The Steeler organization, no doubt. Oh, I'm sure. And I, personally, I never got to know her. Obviously, I had that honor. But I, I mean, someone that's that involved with the quote family business for basically a majority of her life. I'm sure that there was massive, massive contributions that many people will never know. And I do urge people. I'm sure you can find it, like on the NFL app, or you know, search in the NFL Network or whatever. But I remember I sat down with my wife, who's not a football fan, and my wife's mom who's really not a football fan. <laughs> and we watched this special on Mrs. Rooney, and there was, I think, three or four other yeah, it was, similar. Uh, you know, Detroit, Mrs. McCaskey, City, yeah. and Mrs. Ford. and yeah, Right. I mean, they were all up in age and their life stories around the game. And you make it a real appreciation for her and all three of those, all four of them, actually. So it was something I would check out, too. Yeah, it was good stuff. And, of course, uh, you're listening here to The Drive, but uh, you can also listen to this all. Uh, we have a number of shows here on Steelers Nation Radio. You can always download our shows where you get your podcasts, or you can subscribe. That's what you got to do. You send them straight to your phone every day. Right, right. I, I subscribe, and sometimes I don't, I don't always re-listen. But, you know, I mean, that's – I'm all I listen to are podcasts. I mean, yeah. that's the way, the way to do it, in my opinion. If you can't catch us live, just download us straight to your phone. Yeah, you can do that on Apple and Oh, all those, Spotify all those, all those and all stuff. those ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's lots of different ways to listen. You can listen to The Drive or Steelers Blitz. So we're doing shows uh, constantly. Uh, but uh, let's uh, let's start talking some uh, Steelers stuff here. And, okay. Well, not much going on with the Steelers right now, and I wouldn't expect there to be because of uh, you know the the, the death true, over the true. weekend that influences the whole organization. Yeah. So right? I, you know, people wondering what's going on with the offensive line coach, what's going on with the, those kind mm-hmm. of things. Just tap the brakes a little bit. Let, yeah, let people mourn sense. a little bit before. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, but the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. And, uh, of course, uh, the Steelers not involved in that. No. Uh, but I did see, uh, and this was on uh, ESPN, um, it's a story titled, uh, Super Bowl Timelines for All 32 Teams. Who's in the mix, getting closer, and years away? Years plural. Okay, okay. Uh, they broke these down into, uh, was it, six different categories, categories or whatever. Yeah, sure. Okay. The clear-cut contenders right now, obviously the Chiefs. Without question. Yeah. And they could be for a while. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah, obviously, I would imagine. I mean, I would think they're still in the mix next year, and I think Brady's definitely coming back. Yeah. And, you know, they're not losing a whole lot. The Bills, I agree. Certainly trending in the right direction. The Packers, I do too. I mean, I think their division's really weak. Yeah, and, and, and I'm sure we'll talk golf, Stafford. Trade we'll get to that. Point, yeah, but that, that division's just begging for the Packers to win it again, and then you're in it. Yeah, you know. 
Uh, on the cusp of contending, this would be the Tier 2 teams, uh, the Saints. I don't believe that I don't for think, a second. I think that window just slammed shut. It, it, exactly. You want right. to talk about windows. Right. That's a team that has no window remaining. No more. I mean, yeah. we could make the argument that they had the best roster in the league this year. I got in, you know, it's funny you mention that. Okay. Because I wrote a story over the weekend about the Steelers' way and how they, they always have a plan and they're not sure. going to, you know. And I got a lot of vitriol back about how the Steelers have wasted this window and somebody brought up huh. the Saints with Drew Brees. And it could be because I brought it, look, go through, since, since the Steelers won their last Super Bowl in 2008, okay. there have been nine different quarterbacks who have won the Super Bowl? Okay, and Brady, Brady and Brady's won it three times. Sure, sure. He, so nine quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl, and Brady's won it three Since times. Ben did. Eight other guys have won it once. Eight won it once, right? Including Rodgers and Brees and great right. players. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah, just gone down the line. So you know, it's not necessarily fa- like everybody. I get it. You get everybody gets measured by Brady, the Brady standard. Which, but that's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> I mean, he's transcendent. Folks, if he wins on Sunday, he has more rings than any football team. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's that's not even comparing Ewing to Jordan. I mean, it's he's so far above everybody yeah. else, you know, in, in amongst his contemporaries. And good for him. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Now, in that time period since the Steelers won their last Super Bowl, they've been there once. Yes. They've been to the conference championship a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously not... Um, you know, there's some letdowns there. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The, two, the, the, the loss of the Jaguars, too, right. absolutely. Right, right. You know, this loss this year, yeah, that hurts. Yeah. But they're contending year in and year out. There's Th- not been there, a, at least. There's yeah. not been a year in, in that in that time span where they've been out of it in week 16 or 17. Very true. They're always in it. And, and Tomlin's never had a losing season. I mean, yeah. that's one of the more remarkable things out there in the league right now, too. So... I brought up somebody brought up the Saints, and, and because I, I said, you know, if you look at Tomlin's record, he's got two more wins in his career than Sean Payton in the same amount of time. They get hired the same year. Well, Payton had a year off. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've both been fourteen-year right, right. guys. Okay. So he's got two more wins than Payton. They've got essentially the same playoff record, uh-huh. and they both got a Super Bowl. Except Tomlin's been there twice. And Tomlin's been there one more time. Yeah. Right. And they both I have said, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Nobody and, talks right, right. about. Oh, hey, Sean Payton should be fired. No, You'd never hear that. No, I, I, we've talked about this a lot. That I think Reed is no longer in this conversation, and getting my homes helps. But I feel like Carroll, Peyton, Harbaugh, Tomlin—I think there was one more that have won an awful lot of games, but they don't have five rings or you yeah. know whatever—are all in that same tier. And you don't hear that rumbling with them. Right. I mean, Peyton's considered a elite offensive mind, and I believe he is. But he's also neglected the defenses a lot over that time period, and Carroll's considered the opposite. He's the leader of men, rah rah right. guy. Yeah. But I mean, they run. They think running the ball is the answer when you got Russell Wilson. Like I think there's a better argument to fire Carroll than these other guys. You know what I mean? The, but it was brought and up. None of them are on. Yeah. No. Oh, no. It, but it was brought up that well, you know, he's had the best roster. Uh, you know, in the NFL. No, he has See, I think that's the misconception. No, he has you brought that And up. somebody said, well, the, you know, he has, or the, he's had a better roster than the Saints. And I said, I rolled through like 12. Not the last couple of years. 12 pro bowlers and, and all pros. 
on the Saints roster. Right, I said, right. you can't tell me over the last three or four years that the Steelers have had a better roster than the Saints. No question. I mean, Steelers have had a really good offensive line. Saints have been better. They're better. They don't have anything close to Kamara since Lemvell left, who's a special, special yeah. player. Um, the rest of the weapons are probably close when you add them up, but Michael Thomas. You is take a Michael than Thomas one, first, yeah. If you're, one, having, right. you're having a draft, their defense is as loaded as Pittsburgh Absolutely. right now, and they're constructed differently because they go. They're a little more aggressive to go outside the organization and bring people in, and they're about to pay for it though. Right, <laughs> they're going to pay heavy heavily for it. Yeah, I, I think there's some similarities with those teams, but I'll bet my bottom dollar Pittsburgh's better than the Saints next year. I would be willing to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like when, it won't be just by a, a game time, or two. No, right. It'll be by a, a lot. If yeah. it's a low period, that low is going to be a lot lower in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so the Saints, I don't think they're going to be uh, on the cusp. That, that's crazy. The Ravens. Yeah, I think the cusp just ran away. They yeah. were on the cusp the last couple yeah. of years. The Ravens are a team that's considered on the cusp. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think They've got some work safe. to do, though, this offseason. Yes. Again, we've talk, we'll talk about this all offseason. Everyone's going to focus on all the Steelers' problems. We'll do our best to show, you know, to present it through another team's eyes, because the Ravens need a lot, and all these teams are going to. All need these teams stuff. are going to be di- much right, right. different than they are today. Right. Uh, Seattle. I guess. I mean, Russell Wilson didn't play well, and I think teams figured him out, but a lot of it was on him. But I think he will, yeah. and just having him keeps you in the mix. Yeah. But boy, that division's tough. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, they could be fourth in their division a lot easier than the Steelers could. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Especially with Stafford now showing up there, and you know, the, the final team that they have in this tier is the Rams. I agree. Here's the problem with the Rams now, as currently. Mm-hmm. First of all, they're they're, they're going to go seven years without seven a, seven years without a first round. McVay's never had a first round pick. Never had a pick. They're going to have, I believe, it is seventy million dollars wrapped up in three players on their. It roster. might even be more. It might even be more. Yeah. Than that. It, so essentially, about half of their salary cap is going to be tied up in three players. It's Ramsey, Donald, and, of course, Stafford now. Yeah. And Stafford's a bargain. I mean, they're still paying some golf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're stars and scrubs all the way. Yeah. I, I... There's two notes I want to mention, mention about the Rams. I'm sure we'll talk about the trade in itself in a bit here, because it is a fun trade. Their defense, I think, was when it's all said and done, would, would probably rank number one for me this past year, body of work. Steelers are close, but I thought the Rams were a little better. However, they lose their young defensive coordinator who made a lot of changes to that scheme right. and benefited quite a bit. I mean, so that's going to hurt. Defenses, which this doesn't bode well for the Steelers, aren't as predictable year to year as offenses. The Rams were extremely healthy on defense last year, too. Like, chances are two or three of those things aren't going to go their way. Yeah, especially when you're paying, like, let's say Aaron Donald does miss time. Well, it's he devastating. was a shell of himself yeah. in their, in their it's playoff It's devastating. Loss. You saw what right. happened in that playoff game. They gave up 185 rushing yards or yeah. whatever it was. And he really shouldn't have been out there. I focused yeah. on him on every play and thought, man, you're you're gutting it out, but you're not even getting off single blocks. I mean, you're not coming off the ball. You should not be out there. And it, it he was he hurt the team. Not that he hurt the team. I mean, he did right. what he could. But he, but was he wasn't what he normally was, people which is blame. what they're designed to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. People want to blame Goff for that loss. Goff played well. Donald didn't. Yeah. You know, I mean, you'd rather have Donald than Goff. Last Rams note, though, that I think is really interesting because no team's built like them, and this goes back to the seven picks, seven years in a row without a first. They're always at the top of the league, though, in draft picks made. They average, I just wrote this recently, they average right around 10 picks per year over the last eight years or so. No first, but they trade down a lot. They get a lot of comp picks. So I think their theory on drafting in general, which I'm not sure is wrong, is this stuff's hard. 
anyone that hits 50% on draft picks is doing well. So we'll go get a bird in the hand in Stafford, Cooks, Ramsey, whatever. And then we're just going to throw a lot at the fan like everybody else. And if we hit 50%, great, you know. You have a much – the first round – is, is far better, It's far better, yeah. Right. But I mean, you are – there is more first. guessing in the second, third, sure. fourth round and beyond as you're right, just, right, right. At, you know, hoping to get something out of those guys. Right. But, but it, it should be – it's not like they come out of the draft empty-handed, though. Yeah. It's one of the people who realize that. They make a lot of picks. Uh, still a year away, the Colts. And I want to talk about them when we get to the Stafford. Another quarterback before we right. Get back that's that's a, right. That's a that's a a big loss for them. And the, the Browns good ones are drying up all of a sudden. Too. Yeah. like there's not as many to pick from as all of a sudden. Yeah, the Browns. Yeah. Okay. They got a they, see their 2020 FPI rank was number 16. Yeah, they're an average team. They're an average yeah. team, right? They're by Brown standards, they're skyrocketing. <laughs> but that doesn't that doesn't matter yeah. versus the Chiefs and Bills and you know. Uh, the 49ers. I think so. Yeah. They may have a quarterback change, too, but it wasn't their year. I mean, you get a Kittle and a Bosa back. Right. Yeah, you know. it makes a big difference. Right. Uh, the Titans? I think they may. I think their window might have closed. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I you mean, lose your offensive coordinator. Defense has got to get a lot Jones. better. Right. Like, their, their offense is now, all of a sudden, it's A.J. Brown, Henry, Tannehill, and not much else. The Steelers? I agree. But there's some uncertainty. There's some uncertainty. Yeah. And the Cardinals. So I don't buy that one. Yeah, I'm not buying I'm not in on the Cardinals just yet. No. I mean, they'll be my fourth pick in that division, I'm sure. Um, I like Kyler. I, I'm not sure the Kingsbury methods are working. Uh, the getting closer, two years away. The Dolphins. Possibly. The Chargers. Very possibly. The Cowboys. Yeah. I bet I picked the Cowboys to win that division next year. Uh, the Vikings. No, I think they're going the wrong way. On the upswing, three years out, three years we're is really projected. Three years is a long time in the NFL. It's an eternity. The Raiders. I don't know what uh, that, they're doing. That's awfully optimistic. I, I, don't, I have no idea. They're they kind of spinning in circles. They're right. They're all, that's awfully optimistic. The Panthers, maybe. Like I've said this a million times, I would pick the Panthers to win the South in 2022 because Ryan will be gone. Brady yeah. will be gone. You know, Breeze is already gone. Washington. Could be. See, here's what I know about Washington. That great defensive line that they built, if they're mm. trying to build for three years from now. It's going to be a fortune. <laughs> it's going to cost them a gajillion yeah. dollars. They won't be able to afford all those guys. Yeah, because you take one every year in the first round, pick up the fifth-year option, next year you do the same, rinse, repeat. Yeah. It's, it's pretty be, expensive. You're right. And I guess they were in the Stafford mix as well, at least rumored. Yeah. Be. Uh, the Patriots. That's giving Bill a lot of That's credit. That's a lot of credit for Bill, But yeah. he, has, he has cards in his hands to build something. The Broncos. Ooh. I don't know if I can go there. The Bears. No. <laughs> uh, Bears would be low on my list yeah. in terms of you know chances of winning the Super Bowl in the next 10 years. The Falcons. I like the Falcons. I think they're a sleeping, not giant, but I think they're, I think the Arthur Smith hire is really, really good. I'm going to draft a lot of Falcons in fantasy next year. Famous and, last words. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think their defense is as horrendous as people think, though, either. I don't think so either, I but those, average. those are famous last words. Right. Like, <laughs> the Jets. Maybe. I think the Jets and the Jaguars are on this list just because they're going to draft quarterbacks this year. You're right. Yeah. And Watson could end up in New York. The Giants. Maybe. I I mean, if we – I don't want to throw you a curveball, but if it – if this article was 
rank the teams you think will win Super Bowls in the next 10 years. I probably wouldn't pick a Giants very high. I know I wouldn't pick the Bears very high. You yeah. Know, get no, 10, I hear you. You get 10 shots to win Well, you gotta, you got to put these teams in some kind of tier. I know, I know, so, I know. And trust the process, four years plus out. That's like the Jags, I assume. That's Houston. No, the Jaguars are in that three years out because oh, they're okay. getting the number one pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Eagles. Eagles are bad shape. Yeah. Uh, they better save Wentz's career. How about this one? The Bengals. Yeah. I don't think anybody trusts the organization. But what's the difference between the Bengals now and the Jags after the draft? Not much. Not much. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least they, you know, Burrow Well, versus there's Lawrence always, hey, we're getting, we're getting this this fresh young face. Mm-hmm. You haven't even seen him play yet in the NFL. No, right, you know, right, right. I don't know if he's going to be We said the same thing about Burrow, and I like yeah. Burrow, but is he going to set the league on fire and be the best player in the league in the next two or three years? Probably not. Same with Lawrence. The Lions. Boy, that's a long-term build. Yeah. That's the those are the tiers there. So people thinking that the Steelers are somehow bottom of the barrel, gonna just stink it up. I, I don't get this feeling, yeah. this prevailing notion that wow, that they they should blow this thing up. And I, I heard something today just made me laugh. Talking about and we'll talk we'll talk more about it in the next segment. Okay. But how the Lions made the bold move here, and boy, it's, it would be great to be a Lions fan right now as opposed to being a Steelers fan. Are you out of your minds? Right. That's a long, really. That's the long play for Detroit. Yeah. And it's not like they have recent success to wave terrible towels about either. No, you got nothing. They've never been to a Super Bowl. I never been to a never Super Bowl. Been to a Super, right. And they're so far from one now. Yeah. So far. I know we need to go to a break, but. This conversation kind of reminds me of the day they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. And everyone's like, that's going to be a top five pick. Well, <laughs> I think the Steelers with Rudolph win more games than a pretty long list I can put together next year. A lot of the teams you mentioned at the end of that conversation. Absolutely. Even without Ben, or Ben is horrible and looks shot, and Dupree and Juju are gone. I'll still take over under win totals in Pittsburgh's favor over Detroit and Houston and Cincinnati and on and on and on. Yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden you're not picking in the top five again. You're picking fifteen. You got to be go really wrong. bad to pick in the top five. It's Tomlin's conversation with the Steelers, Chase Young. Like, yeah, I the hope Steelers we're never haven't that been bad. there since 1970. It's right. <laughs> I mean, you really Watt would have to get hurt. I mean, like tragedy would the, have to. Things ensue. would have to blow up. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that that just doesn't happen all that often. But uh, we're going to take a break. He and is Tomlin Matt Williams. Allow it to. I mean, yeah, how to win this league. Yeah, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back to talk about that big trade over the weekend right after this. You're tuned to the Drive on your 24/7 home of the Black and Gold Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lawley here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, uh, of course, over the weekend, uh, we talked about this trade or this possibility of this trade on Friday. Yeah. And I didn't see this one coming. It went quickly. Yeah, it went quickly. And I knew Stafford was going to move. But yeah, wow. there were some big offers out there. The the, uh, the Lions eventually agreed to take to take on Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also get a third round draft pick in 2021, a first round pick in 2022 and a first-round pick in 2023 uh, for Matthew Stafford. Yeah. 
Now, as I understand it, there were some better offers out there. And Jared Goff, you forgot to mention and Jared and Goff. Jared Goff, right, yeah, right. right. Um, here's and this is this to me was why I didn't when we were talking about this last week. There was there was no way this was going to happen with the Steelers. No, no way. They're not going to do something like this. They weren't going to take on the Lions. Weren't going to take Mason Rudolph. <laughs> In the no, Steelers' next or, three first-round draft picks. Or Ben. Yeah, that, you know, that right, just right. wasn't going to – that made it a non-starter because right. the Lions, I think, felt like they had to get a quarterback back in this deal somehow. Well – Because they're sitting at seventh right now in the mm-hmm. in the draft. They may not get a quarterback in the draft this year. They may not. I mean, unless it's Mac Jones. Or at least one of the ones that they – they right, may right. get one of the ones There's that they – There's four that could be off the board. Right. It's possible. I think this trade's really interesting because, first of all, these teams couldn't be in different places. The cities couldn't be any more different. The organizations couldn't be any more different. The coachings couldn't be any more different. The recent success, the the way they're going to build their teams couldn't be any more different. But I think a key that people need to remember is the Lions just hired their GM from the Rams. Right. And... Oh, by the way, the Rams picked up two third-round picks in that trade, or in that signing is a benefit. And so maybe that third-rounder works out in that, that way or whatever. So what? Well, the third-rounder is this year. Yeah, yeah. And Those next, the other ones will be, now, like yeah. comp pick. Um, but it goes back to the Rams having a lot of picks. My hunch is, when I read this originally and I, did, I forgot that the GM came from the Rams, I thought this was a total contract dump almost to an Osweiler level. Like, get him out of here and we'll take you a second. But Goff can play. Osweiler was total, you know, garbage. I mean, he was an NFL player. Yeah. You, you're just totally buying his contract. Goff's still a starting quarterback in this league. Whether you love him or hate him, he's one of the top 20, you know. But so, now he's buried in Detroit. Now he's buried in Detroit. I mean, he, and, th- he and this goes back to situation. what I was talking about in the previous segment when I when I I heard this argument that, well, the Lions, they at least realize that it's time to blow it up and start over. That's what the Lions are always doing. That's what they're always doing. They're perpetually doing you that. You can right? do that when, you know, when you have no success, nothing to mm-hmm. build from. There's no substantive winning in in your entire like they have. The house do- doesn't have a foundation. It doesn't yeah. have electricity. They've won plumbing. one playoff game in like the last forty years. Sure, and now they give. You know, they're constantly rebuilding. Constantly rebuilding. <laughs> like the second they gave. Um, Campbell, their head coach, a six-year deal was like, okay, they're going to try it again, again. You know, I mean, yeah. totally build this house brick by brick. There's not one in place. But I think the golf situation is interesting in that you mentioned they picked seven. They very well could take Trey Lance. But my hunch is if I'm them, this year you're going to know less about the quarterbacks than ever. You know, there's you're at a disadvantage. I think they like Goff. Not that he's the best guy in the league, but I bet he's the opening day starter without a first-round pick. And if he totally falls on his face, you're picking in the top five anyway, and you got gobs of pick, picks to get next year's first yeah. that you know more about than and, this And I think back. they can get out of the contract after this season. I think it's one year of badness, yeah. and then you can move um, on. But I don't know that you're necess- – I, I don't know. I mean, they're better off. They They won this deal, in my opinion. I don't know if the Rams lost it, but I think it's a good deal for the Lions. Yeah, because you got a you got a starting quarterback mm-hmm. and you got a, a bunch of picks. Right. I mean, you have a guy you can more than line up and play with on on opening day. This former first round pick that's been to the Super Bowl and he has warts, but he might be the answer. And as you mentioned in the previous segment, that the the NFC West 
is NFC West is brutal. Brutal. The NFC North. Is I mean, you could see, I, you could see the, the, the. I don't know if you, if the if the Rams finished last in that division, but, but they could. It's probably a 25-25-25 battle. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're they're all equal. Where the Lions aren't far from being the best team in that division, possibly. I mean, once Rodgers moves on, they're well, they're far from being the best team right. anywhere. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they've had. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about the deal. I don't think there's a winner and loser. I really see both sides. But I'm also a Stafford guy. I think I like Stafford more than you do. And I, I mean, I think he's fine. I wouldn't give up, mm-hmm. you know, my starting quarterback and two first round and a third round pick for him. No. See, but I I'm think not mortgaging deals... my future for a 33 year old quarterback. They, they they're in it to win it, and they I think they felt like that, that's fine. But I think they think, and I'm not sure I disagree that if they had had Stafford right now, they'd still be playing. I don't know that that's the case. I mean, Donald being hurt in Green Bay hurt them. Yeah. But I think they'd have a lot better chance of still being in it. And if that's the case, I think it's worth it. And those Lions first-rounders that they're getting a year from now and two years from now, I assume the Rams think they're going to be 25 or later. Like they're not, but the the bottom. Well, everybody could fall assu- out. everybody assumes that. Everyone but, assumes that. I mean, as, as I said before, move, though, you, you assume that the, you assume that when you make a trade like that, the pick is number sixteen. Mm-hmm. I think there's a much better chance that it's in that range than there than it is twenty five or later. I don't think next year. I mean, their division's hard, but I think the Rams are a, a playoff team. But again, they're contender. they're one injury away from one of those stars yeah. to, to having the. Oh and their God. model, the whole bottom could fall out yeah. a year from now. We might be like, boy, that trade as well as all those lack of first-round picks. I mean, this is the same franchise that, A, gave Jared Goff that ridiculous contract. That was the word the mistake was made. B, right. gave Todd Gurley a ridiculous contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've made mistakes after mistake, and now they're just kind of trying to cover up those mistakes by throwing they more are. picks at it. They are. But I thought they were really a good team down the stretch and with a great defense. See, I they they were a Jekyll and Hyde team to me because one week they'd look great, mm-hmm. and then the next week they'd go out and lose to somebody they had no business losing to. Yes, but and they did the that problem, all season, really. They were, but the offense really got actually very similar to the Steelers in terms of just short passing, and I think they think that'll Stafford will change that. Well, there's no doubt that that will change that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the offense became the liability. Can you keep him healthy? You don't have any for you know mm-hmm. you're. you're your starting left tackle is what thirty eight years old. He won't be around much longer, right? If, if at all. Right. So now you got to replace him, and you don't have first round pick. And you don't first round pick, <laughs> and you haven't had first round picks in the, uh, in, the in the pipeline. It's a I really mean, interesting approach. I mean, I'm not sure it's so long. That that tells. I mean, then you have to go out and pay for another left tackle on the on the open market. They might have to have to pay Stafford soon too because he's a, too much <laughs> yeah. of a bargain. Like yeah. people that wanted the Steelers to trade Stafford, he's really cost effective for two years. But when they get to camp, he might be like, "I want a contract." <laughs> Give me a yeah, certainly I'll... after a good year. Yeah, he's. Gonna, I mean, he's not going to stay cheap. And he's, um, and again, he's thirty three. So you would love it and from he's a broke, Lions perspective. He's broken his back twice. That's something <laughs> I can't defend. Like I am a Stafford defender. I was just on the air with Mark Madden. He's like, "Well, he's never taken him to the playoffs. He gets hurt all the time." I, I think he's a good. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. Um. You know, broken backbones. I'm trying to think of good. what year it was. They were at one point. The one time that they beat the Pack. I think they were seven and five, and the Packers were five and seven. Probably under Caldwell when they were doing yeah. pretty well. And the, the Lions were seven and five and didn't win another football game. Yeah. Like they just can't. That's who they are, yeah. right? And I, I don't know if think... that's the quarterback, if that's the organization as a whole. I think Patricia had a lot to do with that. I think that was a really bad hire. And I'm making excuses for Stafford. I'll be the first to say it because I think his tape is really, really strong. It's better than Ben's. It's better than Goff's at this stage. 
but he has warts. You know, I mean, the track record isn't his resume's not strong. I yeah. mean, there's no way around that. But I, I mean, now I don't know what the other offers were. There's rumors that two firsts from Washington. I don't buy that. Yeah, I don't. I'm not buying that either. Because I think but, you take it. I mean, they, they got the they got two firsts in this deal, though. right? And they got a starting quarterback. Who was Washington Washington going to trade you? Alex Smith. No, right, right, right. Yeah, he didn't want that. But it'd be nice to get a first this year. Yeah. You know, the 20th pick or I, whatever I think it was. for the what the Lions are thinking here is, well, we got a quarterback that, hey, if we draft one this year, we can flip him. Ne- we can flip Goff next year. for. He's still an asset. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially you look at Goff like he's a first-round pick as well. Mm-hmm. So essentially they got three first-round picks in this deal. And a third. And a third. And a third yeah. this year, which will help them, and they made good use of that. I think from it's a just Rams a big, perspective, big, it's a big cost. It's a big like cost. like that really set that what this did. A, it screwed the they screwed the Colts because they can't get Stafford. They can't get Stafford right, now. Right. Who are they getting? Because right, right, they're right. not getting Deshaun Watson. No, Houston's not trading him within the division. And there's a big difference between Darnold or whoever Absolutely. else. Is out whoever there, else right. they might get is right, not going right, to right. be anywhere near. Like if Stafford had gone to Indianapolis. I would fear now. Him. I'm now. I'm all in on. Okay, Stafford's going to win a playoff game, right? Because that's a, definitely the favorite yeah, in that division. Because they're deep and they've got right. You know, right. They can attack them. And and a, and a division that they can easily win. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was good news for the AFC. It, to me, it's also. I, I first of all, I, I don't. I, I still don't believe that Watson's going to be traded. But if he is, yeah, this just set the floor. See, I don't think it changes the Watson. Here's the thing I wanted to say earlier. You're not taking less than this. But here's how I think the trade really goes. When they sit down behind the scenes, I think they say, we'll give you a third this year and next year's first for Stafford. But we can't take Stafford off your hands with Goff. You have to give us – we'll also give you a first for you to take Goff because we have to get him off the books. Like, I don't think it's an Osweiler for a second deal because Goff has value, but he had to go to make this deal. So I think that – the Lions got golf plus picks for nothing. Perhaps, but any tr- any so team. That's what I mean. It doesn't change. Most of the value. teams that would take on, for, for example, okay, so it's the Jets. Let's mm-hmm. say it's the Jets. Well, then they got to throw Darnold into that deal. Why? Well, he's got to go somewhere. He's got to go somewhere. He's got to go. He can yeah. go to Indy. You know, if right. Houston. That's kind of like the Tua conversation. Like, well, you'll send him two and a bunch of picks, or Darnold and a couple picks. If you're Houston and like I don't like Tua or I don't like Darnold, well, yeah, that's you that's trade all, him somewhere else yeah. and then get back to me. We'll listen. But I'm not taking less than two first round draft picks, and I'm not taking a third. I'm not, I want three first round draft picks. Oh, but I think that's always been the price. I think he's four first round, which picks. is why he's not going anywhere. Nobody's going to give up four first round. I don't care who it is. I don't know. That's unprecedented in the NFL. It's just it just doesn't happen. I don't think. I, I think what's going to happen is cooler heads are going to prevail there. Mm-hmm. He's going to sit down with them. They're going to sit down with him. Again, David Cully is is a uh, you know knowing yeah. him a little bit. He'll sit down across the table from David. They'll they'll iron this out. Everything will be you know like look, we've got a plan in place. We need it, it's it's built around you. We're not ready sure. to, to blow this whole thing up. Um, yes, we could trade you, but you know you, we're not giving you away. Yeah. Do you want to go to the are, are the Jets? Is the Jets a better spot than here? That don't have any picks. So they don't have. Years. They don't have any right, picks. Right. Any, anywhere you go is not going to have any picks to build around you. We had this conversation on Friday, and on Friday I thought, Dale, you're crazy. He's getting he's getting traded. And I thought about it over the weekend a lot, and I really think, to your point, I'm. I think it's less likely now than I thought on Friday, because I think that's the only reason you hire Collie. 
is, you know, we I, I made fun of him a little bit. Like, what's he done? Andy's old. I think they want the adult in the room yeah. to come sit down and be like, let's all talk this out, you know. Right. And I think that's Collie's whole job. And I don't know if I agree with this or not. It sounds a little nuts to me since he's never coached in his life. But what I've heard since the Collie hiring is he's really just a placeholder for Josh McCown. Yeah. Teach Josh McCown how to be I've, a coach. I've heard the same thing, yeah. Which I guess Josh is the most impressive dude in the world, and that's why he lasted until he's 40-some years old. But he's never coached a game in his life, you know. Right. So you I'm here for, can't make Josh I'm the, here for a couple of years. Your buddy Josh, yeah. you, know, you know. and he's Which at be, least is a plan. Right. You, know, you hold the fort down. Get the Sean happy. We gotta build get, a we're going to get our house in order. Be adult. Yeah. And, and Josh will take this thing to the next level when he's ready. Yeah. Deshaun, you're 25 years old. Mm-hmm. We're going to build this around you. We mm-hmm. just gave you a brand new contract last year. You're going to make $40 million in two years. We love you. Yeah. And here's all the, you know, here's the proof. And he has no leverage. None. No, he doesn't. None. I mean, the, the bargaining agreement Again, says that's a, that's we a, can fine you like it's crazy. It's a $50,000 fine per, per day that you miss mm-hmm. in OTAs and, and training. It's every camp. practice, right? Yeah. Mandatory. Yeah, man, there's no doesn't get erased, right? And they can ask for a, good, a portion, a healthy portion of his $23 million signing, but I think it's mm-hmm. $23 or $27 million. They could make it ugly. Oh, they could make it real ugly. Okay, you don't want to play for us? Just the, He's gonna cost the propaganda money. of it all and the media and fan perception is the Texans are the bad guy. They traded Hopkins, O'Brien's unlikable, all this stuff in the front I agree with all that. O'Brien is unlikable, and they traded Hopkins. They gave him away. But Watson's the bad guy. In this in this I mean, instance, everyone yeah. wants to side with him. You don't get to pick, who, you know, who right. your boss is. You don't get to pick where you, you go. Just this, signed a huge deal a year ago. This is again, this is not the NBA. No, right, right, right. But I think he would cost four firsts. Which is or the equivalent. not going to happen in the NFL. I just don't see it. And, or th- three with one of them being the Jets or Dolphins and quite top fra- three pick. Yeah, and quite frankly, if I'm him, I don't want to go to a team that gave well, up. Well, that's a problem too, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. You they know. all have extra picks, though, the next two years. I mean, one of the reasons uh, why he wants out of Houston is because they don't have any picks and they can't get this thing better. Oh, no, it's ugly. Well, right, if you right. go somewhere and do the same thing, you're, you're just— You're stripping them of the same stuff. You've just done stuff. the same thing to them. Right, right, right. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. If I'm the Jets, though— the Jets much more than Miami to me because Miami is New England through and through. New England yeah. would never trade three first round picks for anybody. Right. I mean, but the Jets, if I can trade <laughs> Darnold to somebody for a second, the Jets bid against themselves for Le'Veon Bell. Right. <laughs> Difference. They're not office, the smartest track, franchise. Right, yeah. Their track record's bad. <laughs> but if they could turn Darnold into a two, and they have two pick first round picks this year, you're not so short on picks that it would be crazy. Yeah, you know, and you have cap space, and maybe more importantly, he's on all the New York billboards. He's the new Joe Namath, you know, the face of the place. Joe and Namath did a lot of losing there too. Oh, a lot of losing. <laughs> it was everybody, yeah. But Houston shouldn't let him go. No, they absolutely, they absolutely should not. And and they again, they hold the lever, they hold the hammer. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you can hold out. Yeah, it's going to cost you. This quarterback derby is interesting, though. I mean, two big chips just fell, and right when I thought, man, there's Back to the Schefter tweet about 18 different guys. Well, two already fell. Who are the other big names besides Watson, though? You know, like, who are answers? You know, like, Darnold's interesting. You know, Wentz would be interesting. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere. Jimmy could move, but I don't are think they answers? I don't think, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think, I think only gonna... if they get Watson, and I don't think they have yeah. enough to get Watson unless you're going to trade Bosa. Yeah. They're not trade Bosa. Right. So, right. That, that's those are non-starters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll, it is. We'll see how it's going to be a lot more to come. Out, but, uh, yeah, let's take a break. Uh, to me, the biggest loser is Indianapolis. Yeah. 
The biggest winner might be the Packers. Like, they can moonwalk through that division now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Aaron, why would you want to leave? Yeah, we'll, see what, we'll see what the Vikings do this offseason. They but, might be a little better. The defense yeah. should be back, you know, a little yeah, healthier. The Bears, but, who are the Bears? Who's quarterback of the Bears next year? It's bad. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take another break. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, the uh, Senior Bowl was over the weekend. Yeah. And uh, an interesting game. There were some guys who didn't play that I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to see them. But, sure. But, you know, uh, I think overall that uh, some guys helped themselves. Some, you know, some other guys maybe didn't because they didn't perform quite as well. But uh, certainly some guys there to look at from a Steeler perspective and say, oh, well, that guy's – a ton of guys. Uh, yeah. My take on the Senior Bowl this week is every year, that's kind of when I start. I, I switch my NFL scout hat to college scout hat a little bit. As soon as the AFC, you know, the championship games are over and Senior Big Week rolls around, I start to learn the names and an idea of what they're like. And um, it was no different this year. I was a little mad at the NFL Network that they didn't <laughs> broadcast the practices, though. I mean, it's so much footage that usually is out I there. I saw some clips out there on you Twitter. You can find stuff on YouTube yeah. and Twitter and whatnot, and more will roll in. And I've read a lot, and I watched the game, and I watched the recap and all those things. And I do think you can find some um, 11 on 11 stuff yeah. you know, that's available. But the coverage wasn't as good. But my take of just the the participants as a whole was this was a really deep and good group. You well, know, they like, invited a few more guys than they typically do. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, just and to there get were them, some stars. Yeah, to get um, them in there and some guys who hadn't played. That's another thing. You know, they, they got them in there, so you get to see them for the first time. Mm-hmm. This is Daniel Jeremiah's ten guys who helped themselves. Oh, okay. So let's uh, go through that list. Uh, Carlos uh, Boogie Basham, the defensive end out of Wake Forest. He reminds me of Bud a little bit. A little bit. I'd he's rather a, Bud. But yeah, he's a, he's a kind of a four three end type. Mm-hmm. But you, okay, maybe he could drop. Uh, but, he's a power player. He's yeah. like two seventy five. Right. Sometimes he'll kick in over a guard. Um, I wonder if he would be able to drop much, but yeah. I think that's less important to the Steelers now than ever. Yeah. But he kind of looks like Bud, I bet, when he walks in the room. Yeah. Probably a slightly less. Bud's a little more explosive, I'm sure. Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina. Um, yeah. He's about a 200. He's a where Anthony McFarland had to bulk up at the combine to get mm-hmm. to 198 or 200 or whatever he was. This guy's a natural 200 pounder, 5'9, 200 pounds. He's short, but he's yeah. not little. Yeah. I, I don't but think he he's an every-down guy, and he wasn't at North Carolina. But he, he had a burst. really good week. Yeah. He's a good receiver. He has some Ekelar traits to me, which is great. Can the Steelers – here's a good conversation. We both think they need a Williams, his his uh, counterpart, the bigger guy, or a Najee, a number one that's 220-plus. I don't know that it has to be 220-plus, but you'd like him to be at yeah. least – 210. Yeah, yeah, you know. maybe 220 plus doesn't have to be the cutoff. But an every down back, yeah. and I don't think Carter is. In a perfect world, wouldn't it be awesome to add both those North Carolina backs? Huh. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You'd really short yourself somewhere else. Right. But, I mean, we've seen teams like, I mean, the Packers did that. They drafted Jones and Williams. I mean, they weren't both super high picks, but 
tell Snell and those guys to leave and, you know what I mean, that would be a nice addition to – and maybe you don't take a receiver then. You, you look know? at the uh, – Carter again, Carter's 200 pounds. That's the same size as Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's Good unheard point. of to yeah. – and, and the guy moved to piles. He, he did. I mean, he he ran through tackles. He had showed good contact balance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I went into that thinking, well, Javante Williams is is the yeah, obvious no. guy that yeah. I would rather have there. I'm not so sure that Carter's not wouldn't be on my list. Yeah, maybe I have to reconsider that too. I mean, the, the McCaffrey thing is a good point, and you could sign a, a Hyde or somebody cheap. Yeah, you can you, you can know. get somebody to be your and your, Snell's going to bring yeah. some of that no matter what. And you just I mean, you can run those guys on first and second down. If you get into third and one, you're not going to run him anyways. You're not going to run him anyways. Yeah. You need juice at that position, and he has juice. He has juice. You're right. Juice right. to spare. Yeah. Uh, How many guys have they had to beat linebacker coverage time and time again? Right. You know, Samuels doesn't. No. I mean, he, yeah. he's too much of a plotter. Speaking of Samuels, this is a guy we talked about off the air. Demetri Felton, the wide receiver running back mm-hmm. out of UCLA. This is what Jalen Samuels should be. That's what he should be. You're right. A guy and who's he a, never will. a running back slash wide receiver, not a running back slash tight end. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, right, right. That, that's that's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. That's enough said. And I guess Felton's story was he came to UCLA as a slot receiver. They converted him to running back, and then he went back and basically played all receiver this week and lit it up. Yeah, I mean, lit it up. The guy, you could, uh, and, he, and he's, he's his problem is he's like 185 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a terrible comparison because it's always I always go back to well, what running backs do you remind you of Jim Brown, but he's he could be Tyreek Hill in terms of not nearly as explosive or fast or deep threat, but he's that run Hill was like that in college where he was running back receiver, short stocky weapon weapon yeah. bounces off tackles elusive balance. I shouldn't have mentioned Tyreek Hill's name because he's not like that. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't run a four one, you know, yeah. but. He's good, and any team could use him. Yeah. Side note there, a lot of receivers at this at this event, and a lot of them, are, I think, were better for the slot. And even both running backs we just mentioned could line up could in line the up slot. Could line up in the slot, yeah. The Steelers need that. Absolutely. If you're going to if you're gonna run a, a Matt Canada-style offense, mm-hmm. we saw some of this early in the season where they were hitting you know, the handoffs to the, to the running back or the jet sweep motion. The, the, the both those guys the, could be jet guys. <laughs> absolutely, I mean, I, yeah. Like Tyreek. I shouldn't have mentioned Tyreek, but yeah. yeah. Right. Well, they're um, interesting. I didn't watch this guy as much because I wasn't watching the safeties necessarily, but Richie Grant, the safety out of uh, UCF. Yeah. Uh, he, he um, He's very skinny. He's like 179 pounds. Yeah. Great ball skills. I think he may even came there as a receiver, um, turned to safety, was all around the field. And a lot of this is stuff I've just read, but from several, a handful of different people that were there um, that consistently made plays on the ball all year round, played a lot of man coverage. Like, safeties at the Senior Bowl have a tough gig. Oh, absolutely, they yeah. Get, go play man coverage against a wideout or, or an <laughs> athletic tight end. And they may have not played any man coverage at all, in, in college, you know, he just been a deep guy, and that's where he does well. So they often get exposed, and I guess he stepped up in a big, big way. So people were talking about him as like a, maybe a fourth, and now a second. Yeah, that's where you can really help yourself. Uh, this is another guy that really helped himself. Uh, Robert Hainsey, the offensive lineman out of uh, Notre, Notre Dame. Yeah, a lot of people were talking about the other Notre Dame lineman there, and mm-hmm. this guy came out and showed that he he could play guard, he could play tackle. Can he be a center too? So I need I think to do a little t- more I... homework on him too. But 
he was he was the one they were raving about on that Carter touchdown of pushing the pow and all that. Yeah. Interesting dude, though. I mean, there's a lot of linemen. I think it's a deeper O-line class. Sewell aside, I don't see a lot of, like, Hall of Famers. Um, but guys were, who are going to come in and start. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more to pick from than usual, which sets up great for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, another one of those receivers was Kay Johnson, wide receiver out of South Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Didn't know much about him, but, uh, again, a slot-type guy. that Made some plays in the game, yeah. too. Uh, team didn't play this year at South Dakota State. They, yeah. they were out this year. Mac Jones. Apparently, did, he didn't play in the game. He didn't play in the game. But apparently, um, when he was uh, in practice, looked really good throwing the football. Very much in command. Um, again, this is second information. Very, very accurate. His his claim to fame at Bama was no mistakes. I mean, he's Iceman. That never puts the ball in harm's way. Very smart with the football. I guess that all that stuff translated... Um, you know, you and I both have take pro football focus with a grain of salt, but just what he did on the field this year, his pro football focus grade was better than Burroughs a year ago, which they both had a lot of help around him, don't yeah. get me wrong. I, what I he think might, is interesting about he him. Might have been, he might have been playing with like six first-rounders on his offensive line oh, oh, yeah. in, a, in his skill positions. In around his skills, him. right, yeah. right. Well, actually, I mean, yes, but less than Tua – because Waddle got hurt. True. And, you know, Waddle had four or two had four first round receivers. See, I was, I, and he had one. I'm not a huge Tua guy. I'm not either. I wasn't last year. I, I watched his his quota, his his big tape when he was coming, you know, coming out. And, Look, he can, he's he's healthy. He can do this. And I'm watching, and it was all checkdowns. It's all checkdowns. And, and that's what he is. That's what people he's. People think he's an extreme athlete. He I, isn't. Yeah. He, you know, he isn't. And he has injury concerns. I want to give him a better for the doubt because one year ago we were talking about. Boy, he's super injured. You know, yeah. can he even play his rookie year, and he didn't get the the preseason and all that stuff like everybody else. But with his bad injury, I, I thought that may have held him back more because he he used to look more twitched up. You know, as a and he didn't this year. He looked like a, a little bit of a dra- dragon and anchor a little bit. Quick on Mac Jones, what's the chances? It happens every year. Like we always say, uh, he'll be a late first or. You know, four, four these first four quarterbacks won't go that high. First four quarterbacks could go in the top seven. Yeah. And then if you're the Panthers who coach Mac Jones, do you take him? If you like him, you take him. You think you like him, you take him. Yeah. You know, like we didn't think Daniel Jones would be as high a pick or, you know. You can go on down a list of guys who are surprised. Over and over and over. First round draft picks. Panthers coached him at the Senior Bowl. I yeah. mean, I think Carolina's a sneaky landing spot for him. Yeah. Ted, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater will be their quarterback. In, no. Um, he screams cap casualty a year from now, too. We talked a little bit about this guy uh, last week. Quinn Miners, the yeah. off- offensive lineman at Wisconsin Whitewater. And you saw his tape, and he's mm-hmm. pancaking guys left and right. And I don't know if everybody caught this on the uh, on the broadcast, um, but works out with the Watt brothers in, in Wisconsin. Yeah, right. I mean, he's. I guess he goes to Canada. They were showing this stuff. He is Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. He goes to this fishing village and throws logs around like Balboa in, in, yeah. in Russia. And he had the, I guess he's extremely personable, super small school. I don't know if you watch much of the practice stuff, but he, he had the, oh, yeah. he had like the, yeah. the abs out. He, he, to me, he looked, he, I'm, I'm watching him when they first turned the tape on, oh, he looked like B.J. Finney. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not a chubby guy. He's not like he's ripped. No, he's, he's barrel chested. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the rumor has it, I mean, people thought he would be a fifth, sixth round guy. He's going in the second or third he's going, round. Yeah, though. he might be the Steelers second round pick, yeah. to be very honest with you. And the Watt connection, I like. That's exactly what happened to Ali Marpet when he went there. Right. You know, yeah. 
you mash everybody at a tiny level, it's hard to give you credit. Uh, real quick, two last guys here. Uh, Quincy Roche, edge rusher out of Miami. Good he, one. Yeah, he was yeah. he was on our draft uh, mock draft last week. Yeah, uh, and then I wonder uh, if he'll be a second rounder now. Quite possibly. Yeah, uh, and then Deontay Smith, offensive tackle out of East Carolina. There were a couple tackles: the Cincinnati kid, yeah. Smith, Roddy both Hudson. Those guys yeah. are. I'm pretty sure, but I know the the Cincy kid was a. He was a, he was a defensive it, lineman, and he's got that. I love those guys. Yeah, the, the conversions. He's got are, the athleticism from a defensive lineman. Yeah, and, yeah, and that might be the. In turn, this is a much bigger conversation. But what type of tackle should the Steelers look for? Maybe it's the second, third round guy that was a defensive lineman that might need a year, you know, with a big upside. Coach yeah. him up, and you play him as a as your move, guy here as your there. tight end a little yeah, bit here yeah, and yeah. there. And he doesn't need to start the second. Yeah, you have Banner and Chooks. So yeah, that might be a type of guy that would be after. Yeah, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, we're going to do our next mock draft. All right. Right after this. He's killing it. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. We are back, and we are doing our regular mock draft here on the ProFootballNetwork.com. It's been uh, a lot of fun. Mock draft. I hope they're somewhat in, somewhat realistic, but they're fun. Yeah, I've had. Right. I, I mean, I just I'll be sitting there watching TV doing a mock draft every like sure. all the time, constantly. So the first round is moving along here. Um, ooh, ooh, I don't like this. Um, we're down to our pick already at okay. twenty-four. We've only got one offer, Matt. Ah, that's for low pick. for this software. The Chargers are offering us pick 47. Ooh, that's a jump. Yeah. Pick 112. Okay. And their 2022 second round draft pick. That's swell. That's nice, but that doesn't help us a whole lot this year. Because no. we're moving all the way down to 47. We're basically, we're picking at 24. They want us to move to 47. So they want to go down, they want us to go down a whole. Close to a round, right? Yeah. I mean, a little earlier in the second round. Let me see if we can counter that with something. Now, they do have pick 77. See, I... I'd like to know who's there, of course. Since there's only we one, we can look offer. at that. But okay, so if here's going to trade down in the first or out of the first. I'd kind of like to have four picks on day two. Yeah, I want to be some. I, mean? I want to have. I want to come out of day two with four or five guys. Mm-hmm. Five might be a little. I've gotten five. Yeah, I've gotten five. I've gotten five of the so. top hundred. Okay, which is nice. Which is really nice. <laughs> I mean, if four's your goal. And you can leave with a center, a tackle, a running back, and best guy available right. wherever. Some yeah, whether it be a defensive ground. tackle or an sure. edge rusher, maybe or a receiver, yeah. or tight end, tight end. Right, yeah. right, right. That's nice because if I if I'm gonna get out of the first round, I'd like to. That's be what I want. That's, that's what, what I, I want to get. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's who, who's available: Christian Derisaw. Wow. Najee Harris. Wow. Samuel Cosme. He's not a 24th pick to me from no. what I've watched. Zayvon Collins. He's a good player, but yeah. I can't go that direction. Tevin really. Jenkins, Mac Jones still available. So we might be able to swing a deal on our own here, trading mm-hmm. down. Uh, the pick, the guys, teams picking after us are the Jaguars, the Browns, the Ravens, the Saints, the Packers, the Bills, the Bucks, and the Chiefs. See, I'm thinking that Jones would be the one that you could dangle, and maybe the Saints would move up for him. 
Yeah, let's let's try proposing a trade. If we move down just what three or four spots, the Saints. Let's see if New Orleans will bite. Pick up a little something. So New Orleans has picked 28, 60, 99, and one twenty-seven. So if we offer them twenty-four for twenty-eight, okay. Um, I wouldn't. I want sixty if I'm moving down. I want sixty. And where do we pick that's after, closest to sixty after sixty? Eighty-seven. You think they do that? I don't know, but we're going to try. All right. <laughs> now, I'm going to also dangle my third-round pick because we're going to get comp picks next year. Mm-hmm. So I got no problem trading my third-round pick next year if I'm going to get one or two comp picks in the third round next year. I hear you. I also wouldn't mind adding a Saints 2022 pick. That's where I'm going to go next. Really bad, since we're, right? since we're aver- giving them a third, let's ask them for a four. Because that might only be might only five be, spots away. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna propose it and see what happens. All right. That was declined. See, I, you've done this a lot more than me. Do, do we know that they even care? Like, if we offered them a really good deal, are they gonna say yes? Because they didn't I've, propose to us. I've had them propose trades to me in the past. Again, oh, okay. again I don't know who who, who they, they were after. Yeah, I'm gonna try again. Here. 28 for 24. I want 60. We'll give them 87. And. Let's try a third round for their fifth round. Okay. That was declined. That was declined. They may not be doing business. They may not be doing business. I'm going to try the Packers here. Okay. I'm sure there's a receiver they'd like. Okay. So they have 20. I'll offer 24 for 29. 29 is not a bad place to be. No, it's not a bad place. I'm going to go for 62 for 87. I'm not interested in their future pick so much. Not so much. So I'm going to ask for pick 160 as well, which I believe is their fifth rounder. Okay. That would be useful at the time. So that would be their first, second, and fifth for our first and third. There's first, second, and fifth for our first. Okay. Yeah. That was declined. That was declined. Uh, that's no fun. Come on, man. Somebody but what's the deal on the table again with the Chargers? Pick 48. They're offering us some, yeah, it's... Pick for pick forty seven and pick one twelve in their twenty twenty two second round draft pick. Mm. For pick twenty four, I just don't know that that's that, a long way to go. It's a long way to go, and it's not going to get us what we want to get. None of the names we mentioned will be there, yeah. obviously, and we could try to trade back up, but that's tough. Um, I'm going to try and one more. T- okay. Ch- uh, who uh, who else we got here? I'm going to try to make a trade with the Bucks. They're Maybe pick, they would want Mac Jones. They're pick 31. They might. That's where I'm going to go. So I'm going to offer similar type deal with them. 24, 87 for 31, 63. I'm going to offer them our fifth round pick. Well, wait, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to I'm going to see if I can get pick 162 off of them as well, which is their fifth round pick. Okay. So it'd be their first, second, and fifth for our first and third. That's not bad. To move back seven spots. Yeah. Declined. Yeah, I feel like I'm trying to use a bad Mac card here. I kind of feel like we got to counter the Chargers or see the Chargers don't have what they we, don't have what we want. Yeah, or uh, gonna, pick between. I'm Harris gonna try and to Darisol. box one more time here. All right, twenty-four, thirty-one. I'm gonna just go ninety-four. See if they'll just give us their third-round pick. Okay, just to move just down straight up. Okay, if they say no to that, we might have to hang up the phone. That was declined. Okay. Yeah. Let me try that with the Packers. This is good radio. (laughs) (laughs) 
usually not how I don't our care. first I'm round goes. I'm having fun. Yeah, have fun. We should man. restart this thing. <laughs> to start all over, we didn't like the results. We didn't like the hand we got dealt. The 29, 60. I mean, it wouldn't break my heart to take Darisaw or Harris. It's not quite as much fun to you know, get as many picks, but we could start yeah. consider trading down the second round. Let then. me see. Let me let me see if we can counter here again. They do have pick 77. So they're offering 47 and 112 in their second round pick for for pick 24. What if we take the second round pick off of that and instead go 47 and 77? It's a long Which, way to drop. Well, it would then give us pick 47, 55, 77, 87. That's kind of what we were after before. So we're trying to we're getting we're getting those four picks in the top 100. And we're still getting our second from next year? No, I dumped that. It's trying to make them mm, Okay. We could try for something a little later. Fourth or something. Yeah, let's see if they'll throw Spruce in a four, that up. And I'll throw in our sixth. Okay. I mean, they want a deal. They're the team that wants to come yeah, up. I say, they're gonna at least going to talk business. Trade has been accepted. All right. There okay. We, all right. So we're back. We might regret walking away from Darius or Harris. They, took, they actually took done. Samuel Cosme there. Wow. I would take Darius but fair enough. Yeah. Um, so now picks are going to go off here and we got a little Mac while. Jones went 31 to Tampa Bay, much like we. They should make a deal with yeah. us, but they got their guy. They got their guy anyway, staying where they were at. Right, we're down to 40, yet. we're at 40, 42. 42, Tyson Campbell. Creed Humphrey just went. Oh, our pick is up here. Liam Eikenberg just went to the uh, Falcons. Okay. Uh, the Bears are offering us pick 52 for their third round, for their, uh, and their third. 2022 third round draft pick for pick 47. It doesn't break my heart to add the Bears third next year. That could be very early. That could be early. The Buccaneers are now back on the phone with us here. They want to offer us pick 63 and pick 94 for pick 47. Maybe. What what backs are available though? Well, is Williams or Harris there? Okay, here's what's available on offense. Um, yeah, Javante Williams is, and Michael Carter are the top two backs. Terrence Marshall at wide receiver. Landon Dickerson at center. Um, the top tackle available on here is uh, Dylan uh, Raduns. I can't pronounce his name. Yeah, North Dakota State North dude. Dakota State kid. I don't know, whatever. I think that's too early for him. I think I would just wait on that. Um, so do you take – we could try to – instead of offering – instead of taking 47, we could give him 55. What do you mean? What would that deal entail? That would entail. I'm going to reject his Bears offer. I don't like that. Uh, they're offering pick 63 and 94 right now for pick 47 and 221. What okay. if I counter with pick 55 instead of pick 47, and then we would have 55, 63, 94? Or we'd have. Yeah, we could try it. We'd have 55, 63, uh, 77, 87, 94. We'd have five picks. We'd have five. I'd like to get Williams or Dickerson though. If we lost out on both those, I'd be sad. I would be sad as well. Let's let's see if this there's works. a chance we could get both. They declined it. All right, okay. heck with it then. We'll take. Uh, Which you prefer? Well, we could also wait and take Quinn Miners later in the draft too. So we so we have a there's two fallback options mm-hmm. here at the center position because you could still still out there. Actually, there's three because you got Miners, Dickerson, and Josh Myers are all still available. Let's take Williams then. So let's take the running back. We'll go running back. At that the helps age. us now. Yeah, it helps Ben. So we just took Javante Williams, forty-seven. Okay. Now okay. I think we got to concentrate on linemen and field some offers still. Landon Dickerson just went to the Titans. Hmm. The Ravens, who I know from doing these in the past, are now on the phone with us. They want a center. Oh, I bet. Yeah. We don't want to give them. One. We don't want to give them one, right, even right. though they're offering pick fifty-eight and one twenty-five for pick fifty-five and our seventh-round pick in two, 
next Screw the year. Ravens. Reject you. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> and so. That must be we could take, available. We could take Josh Myers or we could take Quinn Miners. I don't have a strong feeling one or the other. I mean, Miners has so much more momentum right now. I didn't watch Myers this week, but uh, if you asked me this a week ago, I said, oh, take Myers. Right. Yeah, yeah I would have too. Um, Your call. It doesn't matter, but I think we should grab one of those two let's, right now. Let's take Miners. I just like the story. It make your life a lot easier as a writer. <laughs> and the, he, he's, got the, he's got the ties there. The Watt brothers got the inside uh, story. No doubt. We're, we're taking He's got momentum. We're taking him. It's not that much of a reach. He's ready. No, no, no. I when, think he'll go on day here's two. What, here's the thing. When you're picking 55, mm-hmm. there's a blanket over those. Like, no, there's not a big difference. Yeah, there's right? no difference there in rankings with these guys. Real quick, do you think Steeler-wise, and it doesn't matter if it's Humphrey or any of the centers, do you think they need a Wisniewski type, or do you think? Well, see, that's the great thing about you could take a minor, so you could plug him at guard. You could plug oh, I know. him center. But do you think yeah. it'd be smart to have a veteran swing guard tackle to open the season while a rookie learns? If you can afford it. That's what I mean by... Potentially, yeah. I, yeah. Th- I think you could. All right, we're back up again at pick 77. The Browns are on the phone, so they better really overwhelm us. Yeah. Uh, they're offering pick 89 in their 2022 third-round draft pick mm-hmm. for pick 77 in our 2022 fourth-round draft pick. That doesn't blow my That ain't getting up. it done for yeah. me. We're rejecting that. So, we're at pick 77. Tackles All the offensive tackles are still on the board. Are there? Yeah. For, um, so I'd consider a trade down. We maybe uh, we could counter actually, the Browns. Up, oh, Cincinnati is gone. Mm, who t- who I like him? that kid. Somebody took him in the ugh, took him real early. He's building a lot of momentum. Building some momentum. All right. So uh, North Dakota State Radins is there. Spencer Brown is there from uh, Northern Iowa. Walker Little from uh, Stanford. Jackson Carmen. Adrian Ely. Oh no, Hudson is there. He's just he's still available. I think I just do it. Um, let me take one look at the. When's our next pick again? We have another pick coming up here at eighty-seven. Wow! So, so we could get our three positions in need, and, and we that could, one could yeah, we be could, one to play with without trading down. Let again. me see what's available. Okay, it, uh, Pete Werner's available. Linebacker. That's out of interesting Ohio State. too. That's, but yeah, Tommy uh, Togiai out of uh, Ohio State, the defensive tackle, that would help us. See, I'm a lot more comfortable making one of those picks after I have my tackle. I, 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 it'd be, you have to blow me away with a move out of the spot now to not take the developmental tackle. Uh, let's see here. After getting two of my three needs, tight end is getting out. pretty worked over. Yeah, I would bet. Yeah. Um, this might not be the Steelers' tight end draft, by the way. No, it might not be. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Trask available at the quarterback position. That doesn't excite Kellen me. Kellen Mond's rising up a little bit. I thought he played. He played well. Yeah, I guess, I, it, played well. I guess he was a lot better in the game than the practices from what I understand. At the wide receiver position. Tylen Wallace, Dwayne Ex- Eskridge, uh, Elijah Moore. I like all those guys. Yeah, Diami Brown. Our next pick could be a receiver. Tutu Atwell. I mean, there's guys yeah, there. There's guys. <laughs> um, I still think take the tackle. Which one do you like the best? Who was the one you mentioned? The Cincy kid's still there? James Hudson is still there. Yeah, I would do that. Okay. Take James Hudson. There's our developmental tackle. Right. Athlete. Don't need a lot of athlete. Them, high upside, right? Yeah. Okay. So now, now we're playing with house money, in my opinion. Now I'm, I'm more in the market of who's the best guy on the board regardless of position. Okay, the, the Chiefs are on the phone. Ooh. The Chiefs want to offer – they want pick 87 in our 2022 seventh-round draft pick for their 95th pick, which is eight picks after this yeah. one, and pick 131. Well, I think we take that. Let me see what – I don't I, care about our seventh at all. See if they'll throw in their six next year. Let me see what uh, let me see what's available here before we make the deal. 
So Tylen Wallace is available. Dwayne Eskridge still available. Eskridge would be hard to pass. Elijah on. Moore still available. Elijah Moore too. Tutu Atwell. But we're um, not moving down real far, right? We're moving down like eight spots. One of those guys will still be there. Pete Werner still there. Interesting. Um, Tyler Shelvin there, the d- big defensive tackle mm-hmm. out of uh, LSU. Um, the edge guys, Patrick Jones is slipping a little bit here. I guess he didn't have a great week, but he did okay in the in the game. Yeah, he played okay. Um, you have uh, Dio Adonimbogo. Oh, Quincy Roche still available. Is he? Yeah, there's some guys there that uh, could, could step in I and like help so us. I like so many of those names, I don't mind moving back eight spots. We are getting the extra pick. and picking up an, You might end up with two of them. Calendar, just steal their six-round pick next year, which will be late. Let's see. If yeah, let's steal see our seventh, we want a little something. Might as well that was declined. Yes right okay. Uh, let me see here what else we can counter with. Um, we're, yeah, I don't mind giving up. A, if we're going to have a bevy of picks, yes to we're going yeah, to say propose it and confirm it. All right. We're, they took Pete Werner. Yeah, as they should. Yeah. It's a good chief move for them. Yeah. You put him next to William Gay for a couple of years, maybe they'll actually have linebackers. <laughs> uh, Demetric Felton just went in 94 to the Bucks. Mm, that would have been uh, a nice bonus pick. You talk about Patrick, like uh, bonus Patrick Jones went 92nd to the Packers. We're up at 95 here. Monty Rice, another interesting inside backer available. Yeah. Um, is that the Auburn kid? Uh, Monty Rice is the Georgia kid. Oh, okay. And the Auburn kid was exciting, too. He's probably already gone. Yeah. Uh, Kerry Vincent available at the cornerback position. Interesting guy. Never a bad idea to have a corner. Yeah. Tyler Shelvin uh, available at the tight end position. Uh, Kenny Yaboa, Trey McKitty. Um, I assume there's receivers available. You're going to have a tough time. from Tylen Wallace available. Is Eskridge? Uh, Dwayne Eskridge available. I think I'd take Eskridge. There's the pick. That's nice. I mean, we just got four guys on offense, two playmakers, two blockers. I like it. And we're picking again here, backing down the list. So we're uh, we're adding a lot of people. We're adding people. Four of the top 100. Mm-hmm. We even had a pick for next year, though, have we? Uh, okay if we didn't. But we got a... No, we gave up a seventh. We gave it. Yeah. I don't care about that. Right. I don't care about. We got a lot of picks. We got next, year, anyway, next right. year picks. Okay, we're coming up on one twenty-two here. We are all back on the clock here. Um, tight end position is still Trey McKitty um, is still available. Nick Eubanks uh, at the. Well, we're pretty set on offense now. We got right. We got it would be bad to have players. the front set or anything on defense even. Okay, the top of defensive guys: uh, Paulson Adebu. Or Debo, a cornerback out of Stanford, Marvin Wilson. Uh, he was a high pedigree guy before this year. Had kind of a rough season. He may have opted out actually. Yeah. Smart, long, interesting. He'd be a project a little bit, but. Um, ident- uh, yeah. these names, man. There's some rough <laughs> ones this year, right? There's a lot of vowels in some of these. Ogan Duje out of uh, Notre Dame, the big defensive tackle there. Tony. Ooh, he's interesting. Yeah, Tony Fields out of uh, West Virginia, the linebacker. Okay. Um. That Notre Dame D lineman. I mean, is he the six five ish long arm? Six four two fifty six. So he'd be an edge. He's for more us. the edge one. Okay, yeah. they have two linemen. I get confused because they both have crazy names. Yeah, um, that's not terrible though. I don't hate. that. We need to add an edge rusher. There's no doubt about no that. At some point in this draft, if you think he's the best, now you also could look at the linebacker position where you got again Tony Fields, Charles Snowden, okay. um, Merlin Robinson, Robertson from uh, Arizona State. Amen. <laughs> think you nailed it. Yeah. Um, Let's take the edge guy. They, they dry up quick. If we can get a mid-round edge dude from Notre Dame that can 
do some stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. It might immediately be your third. Where the heck did he has a, a Highsmith-like season. Oh, he's listed for some reason. He's listed on here as a defensive tackle, and he's not a defensive. He's tackle. not a defensive tackle. Yeah, he's. We're taking him. He's okay. Off. Okay, so we got a we got an edge guy. We got a pick coming up again at one thirty-one. We're gonna have six of the top one hundred and thirty-one picks. That's, That's nice. That's nice. That's fun. Okay, we're back on the clock here now. So we still need a, a defensive tackle if we can get one. Sure. A cornerback would be nice. Anything on defense. A I linebacker consider. would be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Tony Field's still available. Uh, you like him enough to take him there? He's athletic. Yeah, so you can run. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of what you're looking for there. Again, sure. Snow, Charles Snowden's still there. He was a high uh, – The thing about taking a linebacker here, too, and this would be true with like a safety, is you. they often take special teamers in six and seven, but these would be special teamer yeah. pluses that could be, you know, eventual starters. You know, they're kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. Snowden, to me, is more of an edge – Okay, um, we just did that. Yeah, because he's, I mean, he's 6'6". Six, six. You're not going to play him inside. Yeah, he's an odd backer. Yeah. Um, whereas Fields is one of these guys that you're, he's more safety-type sized. Mm-hmm. 6'1", 222. Nickel linebacker that can yeah. run. I'm fine with that. Let's go ahead and go that route. Just to, He might push Marcus Allen out of the way. And, you know, that's like, <laughs> he does that, that's great news. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so we got a little while here to wait now. We've had a lot. Though. We've had six picks already. Six picks at the top 127. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not too shabby. No, it's not. Um, yeah, so we're uh, we're ticking down through here. The uh, uh, Jalen Twyman, Demomador, Lenore at the cornerback out of Oregon would be a nice mid round mm, yeah, slot. Yeah. He just went. Shaka Tony just went to the Ravens. Yeah, we probably wouldn't have been in that market at this point, but it's a good value. Yeah, we're into round six now. Um, I probably told, I probably should have put this on the high, high speed. We didn't. It's a little slow whenever it's a long gap. We're sorry. pick one sixty nine. Would you consider another weapon on offense, a scat back type? Perhaps. I mean, but the, the ones we like are gone. You need to. Yeah, you really need to rework that the back running back general, room. Right. Yeah, and um, one draft could really do that. Yeah. Um, wouldn't mind getting a, a developmental tight end. Sure. Somebody, somebody to bump some, add some competition the right, there. Right, yeah, right. just kind of like we talked about. With All that right, one. we're back up at one ninety three, and top offensive guys: uh, Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver; Nick Eubanks still available, tight end out of Michigan; uh, Frank Darby, wide receiver out of Arizona State; Dan Moore, offensive tackle out of uh, Texas A and M; Landon Young, another tex- uh, offensive tackle out of yeah, Kentucky. Both those guys, I'm kind of shocked, are still there. Defensively, we could use a cornerback if we can find one here. And that was actually going to be my suggestion. Was... Oh, my guy is still available at the end of last uh, Trey Brown. Oh, I think you take him. Yeah. I think you take him. Yeah. Right. Playmaker, slot corner all day long. Yeah. Played a little outside senior bowl, I guess, did well. He's too. tough, yeah. Yeah. I think he I think he led the – I was reading something about him yesterday. And I've been taking him like crazy. I'm sure. But he's he, gone up in value since he, then. Yeah, right. he, I guess he got his hands on the ball more than anybody else at the senior bowl. Like yeah, I know they, they chart that and, stuff. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Just a play. It kind of reminds he's a little bit bigger than Mike Hilton, mm-hmm. but he's every bit he as. He makes all the plays. Yeah, right, makes right, all right. the plays for you. I think that's. that's there was a guy from Penn State last year, I think. Is his name Brown, too, that was in, right in this neighborhood? I forget where he ended up, but he kind of reminds me of that. Smart, gets his hands on the ball a lot, not physically overwhelming. Yeah. Okay, we're back up here at 212, and uh, Javian Haskins available there if you're looking for that. I'm not sure. I'm all, I don't know who he is. He's uh, running back out of Louisville. Okay. Five nine one ninety six. He's more of a scat bet. I mean, that's the kind of back I'd be interested in is a, a uh, weapon. I, I, I think you kind of got that with Anthony. Anthony yeah. I, think I don't think it's a much of a need. If this is a tight fell. end I kind of like a little bit. Kerry Angeline, tight hmm. end at a North Carolina State. Okay. 
They should know plenty about him. Yeah, right, right, right. If he's again, if you can get Gentry out of the mix, and I, 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 it's I, really a need. Yeah. I kind of like him there. I think I think we take Terry Engine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, right. Let's go ahead and do that. That gives us a, a guy who can, at the very least, be number three this year. I and mean, it might be him, Raider, and Ebron. And well. we've got another pick coming up at 221 here where maybe. They've done this a lot, but with minimal success, I'd say. But that late-round D-tackle type isn't such a bad move either. But it's not. Let me see what's available. I almost think maybe next year your second-round uh, pick's a D-tackle type. Chris Tonga available. He's the big, uh, like, 6'5", 360-pound nose tackle out of BYU. What do you think about that? I know we took him or somebody similar last week at one point. We might have taken him. It might have been him. <laughs> you kind of yell at them whenever they're, you know, the McCullers, like he only plays five snaps and he doesn't help on special teams. But if he's good at those five snaps or better than McCullers was at those five snaps or ten snaps when Tennessee comes to town or whatever, there is value there. There's also uh, to Daryl Slayton. Out of Florida. He's another one of those guys, 6'5", 358. Hmm. I mean, these are just massive human right. beings. That... If they, I don't know them well enough, but if they fit the profile where 10 years ago they would have been a third or fourth round pick and now they're a sixth or seventh, I say you take them. If they can't move at all and they, you know, he's a lot different than Davis and Bugs. Yeah, I know there's no doubt about that. Tonga's six right. four. He's not massive, massive. He's six four three twenty two. Okay, so I'm fine with that. And he's there's times you want that guy. Yeah, I, I think I, there might be a lot of weeks. I just like that pick there. I mean, that's the BYU lineman. The Steelers have had some pretty good luck with that. Yeah, too. they're usually taking those guys a little older and have played yeah. a lot, have developed. You know, yeah, that's the better on the block. That's the pick. I'm fine with that. So we did okay here. Let's see. We, we came did. out of this with. Javante Williams at pick 47. Quinn Miners at 55. Mm-hmm. So we got our running back and center. James Hudson. I think they'd be starters as rookies at yeah. some point. James Hudson, a nice developmental no, offensive tackle. I like that tackle. a lot. That might be my favorite pick. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge at 95. That's great. Wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, kid that they would know a lot about. Ogan Deji, uh, the linebacker out of uh, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Tony Fields, linebacker okay. out of uh, uh, West Virginia. Inside out or outside inside. Trey Brown. Uh, at 193, yeah. cornerback out of Oklahoma. Some defensive Car- depth. you know. Carrie Angeline, the tight end. And then we got uh, Chris uh, Brown out of. I got no problem with it. It's nice bringing that many two, guys four, in. Four, six, eight. We got nine guys. Nine picks. Yeah. And rarely do they have the roster space for it, but I think they will now. More I think than yeah, I think I think most of these guys have a good shot of making the team. Making the team, right. Or at least the practice squad. Right. And, you know, be in the mix. No, I like it. I like the, the where we prioritize the positions and what we ended up with. And, you know, part of me sitting here going, Najee Harris would have been nice. Darisaw would have been nice. But then we, we're short. Then there's a position yeah. that doesn't we get got, We got two. four of the top 95 picks. Yeah. We got five of the top 122 and six of the top 131. Yeah. And, and, and I know this. We get a little hooked on this, this site. But I think that's a good approach for the team this year. If you could add four or five Lots of good young the talent. Top 100, that, yeah. you know. And you're not going to hit on all these guys, but if you take no. nine of them and you hit on five or six of them, and you had a good draft. And they're cheap for the yeah. next four years, too. I Absolutely. Mean, really cost-controlled. I mean, the first-rounders cost a little more. You know, uh, It gives them a lot of versatility. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. 
are back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, uh, I, I looked here on the Pro Football Focus, and they have the free agency rankings. Okay. Uh, free not far the, away. The top guys available. Uh, I, the thing that I found interesting about this, I care less about where who's ranked where or whatever. Yeah, right here. Is what they think, they have the projected contracts that these guys are going to get. Okay. So I've, I've sorted this out here by the Steeler free agents, the top guys Yeah, available. yeah, get an idea of what they're projecting. So I thought we'd run through some of, of those here. Of course, we don't know the cap exactly right. and all those things, which makes it a little tough. But It does. Um, they have Juju as, a to- as the Steelers' top free agent. I guess I could see that. Like, if I had unlimited money and I could only pay Juju or Bud in a nutshell, I'd pay Bud. But yeah. Juju's put a lot of production on out there for a, at a young age. In his age. age, yeah, he's still 24. Right, I mean, right. Um, so their projected contract for Juju is four years, $68 million, with $35 million guaranteed. Uh, that's an average of $17 million a year. Yeah. That's uh, why he will not be a Steeler next yeah, year. I would say that doesn't sound unreasonable to me. I yeah. mean, I bet he gets it. I mean, $17 million. I mean, that's kind I mean, of the going rate for... Would the Patriots pay that for Juju? I mean, like, think of all the receivers they've gone through and the money they have to spend. And I could probably come with five other teams. Yeah. The, the Bears or Washington or, you know what I mean? Like, uh, he's he's worth it. But right. he's not worth it to the Steelers. No, I just that that's too much money. That's too much money with what you got. Their next Steeler free agent, this is kind of weird because he's not getting nearly as high a contract, is number 26 is Mike Hilton. Really? His contract, what they're estimating here, is three years, $12 million, $4 million guaranteed. That's a $4 million average. If that's all Mike Hilton now costs. I say that's not so bad. That's not so bad. Right, right. Yeah, you could afford that. You could afford that. I mean, it would yeah. probably be at the cost of Sutton, but... You know, if you're fighting between the two and someone's offering Sutton eight and you can get Hilton for four, then it's an easy decision. Yeah, welcome back, Mike. Right, right, right. <laughs> You've had a lot of luck with him, a lot of success with him. This one's going to, this is going to, uh, one that's going to drive people nuts. They're, they're The next guy up on their list, he's 33rd overall, Alejandro Villanueva. Yeah. Three years, $45 million, $30 million guaranteed. That's a $15 million a year average. He's a 32-year-old offensive tackle. First of all, I think Steeler fans should hope that somebody offers that to him. <laughs> Al should hope that they offer Absolutely. it to him. Absolutely. You're going to guarantee $30 million? I'll play some more. And yeah. he should play some more. And <laughs> I'm, I don't know that it'll be that big, but he's a starting left he's tackle. He's a starting left tackle. I mean, end yeah. sentence, period. I mean, right. And if you're going to draft that kid from Cincinnati – and you don't have anything there right now, and you plug Al in, and maybe you can cut him after two years, and he's a awesome influence in the locker room and on the young man and all that. Yeah, he might get beat in the next couple of years, but it's better than playing nobody there. You His know? pass blocking's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's the run blocking that was a little lacking this mm-hmm. year. Uh, but in terms of his uh, his pass, I mean, really the only game he struggled was against Carl Lawson. Against Lawson, who's yeah. a big leverage advantage. Yeah. Right. Maybe. And that'd be good for the Steelers. It'd be good for Al and... He could hold on the fort. This is where I really uh, pro football focus. I'm sorry. This has to do with Bud Dupree. I'm this sure. is Bud. Right. They got Bud rated as the 55th best free agent going into this year's draft. Uh, 27.9. So it turned 28 soon. I get it. Mm-hmm. One year, 10 million dollars, 7.5 million guaranteed. Their grades on him it, is wh- that because of the injury? <laughs> And maybe the injury would get to that. There are point, guys but... that they're giving way more money than that, like who sign, who are signing one year deals that yeah. aren't in his class that aren't that, close to the player. Yeah, um, 
the things that they write about him are just unbelievable. I don't understand it. Dupree broke out with a 77.7 overall grade in 2019, good for 23rd among edge rushers. That mark trampled his previous performance, which ranged from 44.9 or 44.4 his rookie year to 62.6 in 2016. He came back down to earth here in, in 2020 with a 60.2 overall grade prior to his season-ending injury. If there's anybody that thinks he was that far less playing that wor- that much worse this year than he did last year, you need to you need to stop watching football because you don't know what the hell you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. I thought he 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 was playing better than he did a year ago. For sure. I mean, made more plays. Um didn't rush upfield nearly as much. He's developing more in the pass rush moves. Beats one-on-one coverage or you know blocks a lot more. Higher end tackles he's beating now too. Uh, teams go out of their way even with Watt on the other side to chip him at times and help with him. I don't get that. Here's what they say. The key to Dupree is to not get caught up in the sack totals, particularly this season, as most of his sacks have come on down have come down to quarterbacks holding the ball for way too long. What are you talking about? I don't know about that. Dupree does play hard and his high motor allows him to get several hustle plays and clean up sacks. Yeah, but that doesn't that shouldn't those be count a negative too. though. Yeah, right? those count too. They shouldn't be in the negative column. <laughs> But high-end pass rushers should be winning one-on-one against offensive tackles far more than Dupree has shown over his career. I don't care what uh, he over his career. I don't right. care what he did over his career. What's he doing? What's he do for you now? What's he do for you now? And even yeah. at the end of last year, I mean, like he's turned the corner. Yeah, I don't understand that. One thing I like about Pro Football Focus with their pass rush is they value pressures more than sacks. Yeah, and I think that's valid. But I think he gets a lot of pressures too. I Absolutely, mean, like, he's pushing the pocket and he's. Yeah, I mean, play after play. Put it this way. I don't care about his career. They had his 2018 grade of 60.4 higher than his 2020 grade of 60.2. That's nuts. It's insane. Yeah, that's nuts. It's insane. Um, so one year, $10 million. If that's if, if Bud Dupree's only $1, million, 10 million, one year, $10 million, he'll be a stealer next he'll year. He'll be a stealer. Right. <laughs> I'll give you 11. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. He's going to get a lot more. Than the that. only way that happens is if, his, if people aren't sure about the injury. Right. At 81 overall, uh, up next is James Conner. Okay. This one's not happening either. They have Conner signing a three-year... Uh, I don't know who would sign with a three-year deal. Three-year deal at essentially $19 million. He'd have That's to be really cuttable after 6. one. $6.67 million gar- uh, average and $10 million guaranteed. No one's giving him $10 million guaranteed. No, it's not happening. No one's giving him Not happening. Guaranteed. He may not be in the league in three years. <laughs> Here's another one. Okay. Cam Sutton. If this is the case, then if it, if it comes down to Sutton or Hilton, then Sutton will be on the on the Steelers. One year, two point seven five million, one point five guaranteed. Steelers wow. would sign him to that right now. Should give you more than that right now. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I I don't know how they value Sutton, but I value him way more than that. I think the league will too. I think so as well. Yeah. I think he's a five six million dollar a year guy. Matt Filer. Is up next. He's number ninety-two on the list. I'm actually ha- shocked he's not higher. I am as well. He can start at two positions. Yeah, two years, twelve million dollars, eight million dollar guaranteed. So six million dollars a year. Eight that doesn't million sound guaranteed. too unreasonable. Why is he so low? B.J. Finney got more than. That. <laughs> Did he get more than that? <laughs> actually, he got he about got the, than... he got about the same amount of money. Okay, and he can't play tackle. And he can't play tackle. All right. This guy can play tackle for you. Yeah, he's, maybe he gets eight. He's going to get year. more money. Than yeah, that. I think you're right. Yeah, uh, I didn't know Finney got that much. Wow. Yeah, he got like. Six-ish? He got like, it was like between four and a half and five. I think wow. he got, I think okay. he got nine million for two years or something yeah. like that. And, and even if you only project Filer to guard, if you don't think he can play tackle, 
He's still the starter. He's, he started over Finney. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's the uh, that's, that's the Steelers' uh, free agent guys. Okay. Some of it – I mean, a lot of that doesn't sound bad. I no. hope they're right on a lot of those. Yeah. I hope Al gets that money. Um, I hope Sutton's that affordable. I hope Connor gets that money. <laughs> you know yeah, right. I mean? If those guys sign good I deals – I just don't – I just, I think I, some of that's kind of unrealistic. And the bud thing's nuts. The bud thing is nuts. Yeah. Because if you Juju's look – going to make that, though. If you look at um, – it, just the edge guys. Here we'll go through this real quick here before we get to take. Yeah, a I'm break. just curious how they value what's out there. Shaq Barrett, four years, seventeen million dollars. Yeah. A year or a year? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but aside, I don't think that's a crazy contract. Carl Lawson, four years, thirteen point seven five million. He's really good. Jadavian Clowney, one year, thirteen million. I don't think that anyone's going down that road. Again. No, all completely guaranteed too. I might add. I don't think that's happening. That's not happening. No. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, four years, $17.5 million a year. Seems a little high, but okay. Melvin Ingram, two years, uh, $20 million, $16 million guaranteed. He's, he's a little older. He's 32. He hasn't done much in a yeah. while, yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't been a player in a couple of years. Right. Then Bud at one year, $10 million, $7.5 guaranteed. Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd's more flash. Than, fool's gold. Yeah, fool's gold. Three years, $40 million. Wow, I wouldn't give him that. Trey Hendrickson, four years, $45 million. Maybe. He's had one year of production. He's had one year of production, though, but he's young. Matthew Judon. I wonder where they go with Judon. Four years, $64 million. That's $16 million a year. I don't think. Not even close. I don't think. Not even close. Like, I think he's like a Preston Smith. Yeah. Who they paid too much and or might be cutting. There's some, uh, some more that are even worse. Alden Smith, who's going to be 32 next year. It's a little bit of baggage. Yeah, and a little bit of baggage. Two years, $15 million. He wasn't that uh, Hassan Reddick. He had flashes. One year, $8.5 million, fully guaranteed. I think that might actually happen. That might happen. That might actually happen. Here's the one that just... Uh, Tack McKinley. Who? Three years, $28.5 million. No way. It's not happening. He got caught... Uh, yeah, no way. He had, they had him... He a, hasn't done anything. They had a, he had a higher grade this year than Bud. That's insane. Their grading system is ridiculous. That's insane. Ridiculous. Wow. Whoever no, gra- whoever that. grades the Steelers needs to stop. The pouncy bud things are bizarre. Here's kind of my problem with it is have your opinion, but it seems like they Be never get off it. willing to change it, yeah. Right. Like, I couldn't have been wrong last year. Right. Know. Or, hey, bud started his career slow. We don't think he's good. But these guys can get better. Yeah. You know, They're allowed to get better. I the last know. one on here in the top 100 is Romeo Acora. Three, He's a good player. Three years, 19 and a half. That's a bargain. I would give that to him before, before I pay Judah money. Are you yeah, kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might be a, a guy, not for the Steelers to target, but someone might be real It goes back to the argument from last year when they had Judon ranked ahead of Dupree, mm-hmm. but their stats showed that Judon had more unblocked pressures and more unblocked sacks than Dupree did. Yeah, I remember And that was their that. knock against Dupree. <laughs> Right, doesn't right, make right. sense. You doesn't, read the paragraph yeah. after the rankings, and you're like, well, I'll take this guy, but why is he ranked lower than the guy ahead of him that we yeah. said the same thing about? Right. And this guy had more production. And he had more production. <laughs> right. And he had more production he's again this year. Too. He's and also, yeah. I mean, he's more physically gifted. Yeah. Well, that, that's... I, don't know, I hope the whole league looks at Bud that way. They won't. They won't. I mean, a lot of teams are, you know, they, they subscribe to PFF, but that doesn't mean they're going to judge it totally often. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're going to take another break. All right. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back to finish up the show right after this. 
You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Back, I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, uh, I sent you this article earlier. It was actually from the Associated Press, but I'm sure lots of people had it. Uh, John yeah. Mara, who's the uh, co-owner of the New York Giants, um, actually came out and talked about the, uh, the cap of, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. first um, time we've heard from an owner, right? On this, or is I talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, but not not to the level uh, of this. Um, I'm sure they're all talking amongst themselves before they. Reveal it to us. Yeah, he he, he said that uh, the estimates for this year were that the revenues could be down by at least a hundred million per team in the NFL this year for all thirty-two mm-hmm. teams. So, I mean, that's hundred. That's three point two billion dollars. Right. That's a lot of money. It is. Yeah. Um, and they did. I'm they not, did lose, according, and this according to. Uh, Mark Giannis, uh, or Giannis, the co-founder of a Chicago-based consulting group, Sports Corp, and a confidant of many NFL owners. But he said he also said they they got all the games in, they got them in all, all on time within the 17-week window, which is huge. It's huge. Uh, which means that they essentially didn't necessarily have to give back any money to the networks. Right. Like even that Steeler game that got moved, the the, the Ravens game. And it was at a weird time and yeah. stuff. But, but a lot of people watched it. It got in. Yeah, yeah they got, got it in. in. Right. Um, it, so, so correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, this was my slight interpretation of it is, okay, the cap would have been, if it was a normal year, the cap would have been 200 plus. It would have been like 210. It usually yeah. goes up about 10 okay. million a year. But the only thing that's subtracted from that equation when it's all said and done were butts in the stands. For a large, yeah. I mean, in terms of revenue. And they made some of that up by, by putting up the... A little more ads here and there. Well, and and the, they got some butts. The, the ads themselves, I think, were just supplemental to, to because those people had already prepaid for those ads. Sure, okay. You gotta, yeah, yeah, we yeah. got to get them in the spots where people can see them. Yeah, yeah right. But there were some teams that, right. were, that thought outside the box a little bit, and they you know added some different revenue streams in different ways. Um, and I know butts in the stands is a lot of beers and pretzels and hot dogs. There's and all parking that and parking and, and all right, that stuff. And, yeah, yeah. It's, buy less jerseys, but it's still a not a drop in the bucket. But it's still nothing compared to TV and whatnot. I think that the thing that actually, when you look at this, uh, Gannis said that um, he talked about the TV deals. The TV ratings were down seven percent this year across the the regular season. But that the, surprises me a little but bit. But the well, because people weren't watching as many sports this year. Oh, okay. Because they had, you know, they they got used to not having them. Huh. I just figured they'd be home. They're watching them. The NFL actually widened the gap with the other pro sports leagues. They just went ahead. Of everybody else still. Yeah, they 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 went further ahead. Okay. Yeah. It, Sundays people. It may have been down seven percent for the NFL, but it was down twenty percent for or fifteen percent for the okay. other. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Um, so the next round of TV deals are likely to start at ten billion annually. And, and go up from there. Divided by 32. Yeah. You're right. Um, you, you know, know we, what we, they were before that? If you don't, no big deal. I, I don't I'm know. sure it's a dramatic but it's, it's yeah. rise. But if you look at this. Um, the league's it, not hurting. I don't care what anyone says. 
Demora Smith, who is, of course, the uh, union NFLPA executive director, um, said he's happy to, that they have a cap floor for next year uh, because that kind of gives everybody a no, uh, number. At least you have a yeah, jumping off point. And said, you know, that, hey, we, these teams can carry money over and all that stuff. But nobody, both sides don't want this. It's bad for everybody. It's bad for everybody if it goes Even down. if it's 180, it's bad for everybody. 175 is really bad for everybody. Yeah. Um, the one thing that they, they do note here in this AP article is that the, the Cowboys led the NFL in attendance with, during the pandemic at 30,000. Per game? Per game. Wow. And that's what they drew for the Steelers on it. They were open. It yeah, was, right, right. You know, that, that was pretty that's pretty much. Not half of their building, but still it's a chunk. Here's the thing, though. Their, their building holds like 85,000. Mm-hmm. And their revenue from, from in 2018 from the stadium was $621 million. Okay. So take that. It, so maybe it, it's 250 They They made, well, yeah. So, so you know, it's still yeah. not a drop in the bucket, but it's not the $621 million that they I hear you. Made. I hear you. Um, but I, I just have a feeling here that, that uh, they're going to get something done with this. Um, I bet it's, uh, if I set the over under at 182, would you go over? I would over? go over that. Me too. Yeah, I think I think the owners really want that. Once they start, I mean, this is a time when they're really, like, I'm sure that GMs and capologists have had conversations with owners that, hey, this is going to be a tough off season. But now they're actually digging in, and they're going to the owner. Well, we got to cut him, him, and him. And then the owners go to talk to their other 31 buddies, and they say. This stinks. <laughs> yeah. Know, right? I mean, this is bad for everybody. It's bad. We're all yeah. in the same boat. Here's the thing that Mara said. He, he, he said that the losses that they had this year are manageable. He said, you know, yes, everybody lost some money. He said, it was a huge financial hit for us this year, no question about it. But it's not going to affect our ability to be active in free agency or do what we have to to improve our team. Hopefully this is a one-year thing and we'll be able to have fans back in the building next season. Yeah, and a new contract deal. And if they get some ideas that they're, that they're going to be – fans in the stadium again next year there's going to be they're, then they're going to i mean everyone's getting vaccinated yeah. and you know right I mean, maybe it's not a hundred percent capacity but it's going to be better than what it's going to be more than 30 what dallas had right and so, they were the best and they were the best yeah i don't know we've been saying this all along and this is before we knew a lot about the covid situation and that the progress the world's made they have so much money it's under under I know that sounds like it was a huge financial hit, and I, they lost X amount of million dollars, which is crazy, but they make X amount of billion dollars. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like Ben Roethlisberger playing a $25,000 fine. But yeah, it hurts me and you, but it doesn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I think the doomsday prophecies of, oh, it's $175 million or it's $180 million, that's going to change here over the next few weeks. Uh, uh, Art, when, we talked Art, when we talked to Art Rooney last year or last week, he was saying that you know they expect to have that figure sometime in mid-February. So I think good. You know, That's sooner than I expected. You can right. expect some negotiations to take place here over the next as soon as, soon as the Super Bowl is over. That's going to be I'm sure some, number one. I'm sure there's some prelim, uh, preliminary talks here sure, now. Sure. The All NFL the accountants are being yeah. counters are dealing. They're doing their due diligence. But they'll have a much better idea of where they're at and what they can do with the future. They'll have a much better idea too of. Hey, are we going to have people in the stands next year? Or are we not going to have people mm. in the stands next year? They managed to play every game. And Whenever they, played, they set the same one seventy-five, they couldn't have thought that. And this thing's enough. not going to get worse. Right. You've gone. You've gotten through the worst of it. Now. Right. Right. And you're still way head above water. You're not drowning by any means. Not by any means. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I expect it. That'd be great. To, for to me, I, I look for it to come in closer to one hundred ninety million than I do one hundred eighty. Then we're talking about Bud and yeah. Then you you're know, talking right, about right. The, the Steelers making just a couple of moves. That, that, you know, you're not cutting Joe Hayden or yeah, doing yeah, these crazy stuff. things. 
wow. to, to get under the cap. That's really exciting. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll, we'll keep you uh, updated on all that stuff. But uh, that is going to do it for our show today. Uh, again, you can uh, sign up uh, and, and subscribe to these podcasts uh, for yes, the Sealer Blitz and, uh, of course, The Drive. Uh, but uh, for my partner, Matt Williamson, uh, for Jacob here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.